Disclaimer, we're not qualified to speak on any of these topics or any topics in general. Our thoughts and opinions are our own and only reflect our thoughts and opinions at the time we're stating them and sometimes not even then. So don't go making a statue for us and ripping it down in 30 years when you find out that Cato's a cat owner and I eat my weight and steak annually. Our views do not represent those of any of the entities we are affiliated with and our commentary is satirical, which would describe all commentary if everyone else were as honest as us. Ever since we decided to expand the definition of literal to figurative, as people were clearly now accepting that facts are advertising, opinions aren't nearly as authentic as the body part often associated, and words are just a combination of sounds intended to entertain us and prompt us to buy something, be that a product, a concept, or a taco. With that said, we're obviously from the future and we're here to help the human race cross the finish line. Stop taking everything so seriously. It's only life after all. You've got pop. You've got pop. Welcome to Not For You. And it's a podcast that is Not For You. But we're happy that you're here anyways. At least we hope you're here. Otherwise, it's just us talking to an empty room. Which we're actually fine with. We had to cut off our conversation earlier on purpose because we were so much fun just talking to ourselves. Yeah, we were having so much fun talking about my weird life and grandparents and also Lynn, Massachusetts. So shout out to Lynn, Massachusetts. This podcast is not sponsored by Lynn, Massachusetts. But but it should be. We have a lot of new segments that we've been working on, but I think we're going to always start with our news you can't use. Yeah. Obviously, that's most important. The most important thing is the things things. that aren't important. Exactly. I mean, that's what we're here for. And that's not what you're here for. So what do you have this week? It's, uh, It's been a Yeah, I I was gonna say this is the first week that there's almost been so much news you can't use that I wasn't sure where to start. That's true. But that's true. I figure what better way to start today than with science? It blinded me with science. Science. Thank you, Thomas Dolby. So, John Hopkins students invent edible tasty tape to keep burritos together. So someone is finally oh, thank doing God. someone is finally doing the Lord's work. Thank God. And so Because I'll use like a toothpick. Right. Or like right. I have to get creative and fancy, or I have to like slim down my burrito more than I want to when I right. make it. Because and I don't it, want then to. it falls apart or I you want, need you need too many tortillas. That chubby burrito is yeah. what I'm looking for. Right. Okay? So otherwise I'd have a taco. Right. You know, this I moment. hate to say this, but maybe the best advanced that Johns Hopkins students. I, yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah, honestly, I was like, I can think of nothing else John Hopkins nothing. has ever done. Did um, they even do it down there? <laughs> who I knows, mean, my gosh. It was part of their slackers. engineering design day, and they said they were inspired wow. to create the edible t- tape because of their own experience with notoriously, notoriously messy foods such as burritos, tacos. So they're even going into the taco market of keeping tacos together and yeah. wraps. Oh, and I love it. So I, I wonder if they're I wonder if their medical school will now come up with an edible tape for sutures. <laughs> you know, for so your, much easier. For your, just lick it off. For your conscientious If you can't cannibals. reach it, have a friend, have a buddy, lick it off. Or Which, use a sponge. Just like reach down and be like, hmm, candy floss. I have never said that blood isn't protein. <laughs> Well, that's the fact. Fun, fun. Uh, just additional fact that you can't use is that if you do not have eggs for baking, you can in fact substitute blood. Yes, exactly. It has the same amount of protein as an egg, so bingo. Get scabby with it. <laughs> if you don't like that ad, this wasn't for you. If you did like it, just imagine Jason Derulo saying it. Jason Derulo. All right. So, what did you have to top our John? Oh my Hopkins gosh! Well, obviously, team? nothing tops that. The first like little funny thing that I saw was this Indian couple in New Delhi who. Suing. Did I, you see that? I did see yeah, this. Yeah, they're suing their son and daughter in law for not producing a baby. 
And they said if you don't produce a baby within the next year, and it's not a fetus, it's a baby, because they want it. Right, they want a grandchild. Out of the body. They want a finished 50 fetus. million rubies, which is, I guess, equal to $675,000. And uh, they said, we put all of our money into your education. I even sent you to flight school in the US for three and a half million rubies, which, by the way, is $47,300 USD, for those of you that don't have your rupee USD calculator on your desk right now. <laughs> and I want to say, first, First of all, your biggest mistake was sending them to top gun school. Like, duh. You right. All of a sudden, they want to be chained down You know down you with can babies. buy, like, like, a software that does that. Like, Flight Simulator, you can, yeah. like, buy on if Microsoft. If you're trying to instill anything in your children that have to do with, like, you know, your family and your beliefs in a country where you have limitations in how they are allowed to express that, do not send them to the United States. We're like, let your freak flag fly. Be well, free. Like, Yeah, ultimately also, because they're big, like you said, their big focus is that they've spent a lot of money raising a child. But my thought is if you're hoping for some sort of return on your investment to have a child, don't have a child. Exactly. Like, like terrible that's, return. That is that, a, that, I say this all the time. Right. The ROI on a child is right. terrible. The ROI on a child is yeah. terrible. The only way it works out is either enjoy or like end of life care right and honestly if you are if you've had a joyful relationship ultimately you'll get the end of life care if you haven't had a, a maybe joyful i mean hopefully if you have the children that can make that happen that's great yeah but, I mean, I, but, you know, I'm just saying, like, as a financial bet, there's other places to place your money. So, obviously, that was silly, but it makes me think about, obviously, marriage and the institution of marriage. And we all know the history of marriage, of course, is like, you know, we used to trade people for cows or something like that. It's or, all very property and, like... like it is. It's transactional. Like, I think it was, like, in the mid-1500s that there was a big uprising in England at the time to try to make it more about love and the church and I don't know if that was about positioning the church for greater influence. I don't think it was probably just out of altruism right. and love. So anyway, so there was a little bit of a shift there and it's continued to shift over the years. But as we see, you know, our marriage rates, let's call it 50-50. It, right? Let's call it 50-50. In fact, that is still the most day. recent figure. Yeah. So it's 50-50 success rate. And I think that as I look at these ridiculous things, and I don't know if this was a forced arranged marriage or an arranged marriage, I think that it had to have been one or the other for the court system to grant them a lawsuit because obviously they had a financial tie to, to this situation. Right. I'm going to guess like it was just arranged, not like forced arranged because of the way that they sent their son to pilot school in the U.S. It just seems like they're very progressive. Right. Right. Um, well, also, they're they're in you know they're in the U.S. and they've been married for I think it was six years the two have been together and yeah. not produced an heir. I feel like I mean, at what that are they point in time, for, honestly, I, I think at that point in time you just don't want a child. Like maybe just pay your parents back. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I just feel like I don't know. That feels like one of those weird tenuous situations. Could you argue like yes, they put financial stake into this, but I didn't ask to be born. Right, you so, could say that. It depends which court system you're saying that to. <laughs> sure, exactly. I think the United States that would do quite well with that. I don't think that's oh, where this is yeah. going to be argued. But I think it just brings us back to the concept of marriage and our current systems may be archaic and no longer appropriate for what we have. And I think yes, on a lot of levels, especially because of the tie to religion. I think that the tie to religion complicates these matters. A hundred percent. Yeah. When it comes to something that's just a contractual status that provides different tax benefits, that sounds more like a corporate thing. Yeah. It makes you sound like a business instead of a loving right. relationship with one another. And maybe it should be. I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not coming with all the answers but I think it just brings us back to 
Maybe we should relook at how we do things. Maybe we have renewable contracts for marriage. I like that. that I you like kinda, that. You kind of get to revisit regularly, and if you don't agree anymore, it's I not agree. even a divorce. It's just like a it pleasant separation. It expired. Separ- we yeah. chose not it's to like renew. A, right. It's a pleasant separation of our partnership. And I'm not talking about partnership. for three years. I mean, that's just like silly. I'm talking about like ten years. Something. Oh, I like the five-year buyout option of exactly. like, hey, this didn't work for us. It's been really nice knowing you. Let's move on. I feel like a ten-year is great because if by ten years you're still together at that point. I mean, time, right now we're talking us back down from till death do we. So in most cases, 10 years is much less than that. It is interesting that we still very much say that, despite the fact that the odds are not in people's favor. It's not even true, or nor do we enforce that. I know that you've officiated weddings, I officiated a wedding, and that was definitely in what I'd said. I'd said, so long as you both shall live. And I have hope, this is not to say that I think my sister and brother-in-law are going to get divorced, but also just statistically saying that already feels like this is maybe something we shouldn't declare in a room of people. I don't think it is. I know that I've, I've done a couple. I've never put that kind of language in there because I'm so strangely defined to like semantics so I had to make it which is odd for me because I think I'm also strangely but you're traditional I think because it was my sister's wedding and I already had to fight not to say one ring to rule them all at the front of the ceremony in front of our family and friends yes you you, you choose your weird yeah you gotta you gotta choose your weird but I'm just saying you know what Marriage is funny. It's going to continue to evolve and ebb and flow. And I think that it doesn't hurt to relook at what's going on with it. And maybe do we want to redirect this train a little bit? I also think that we need to bring back more common law spouse situations. I feel like that's one of those things that like after, sort of like when you buy a number of sandwiches, you get a free sandwich. I feel like a number of years you've lived with someone with whom you are romantically endeavored. You should just be able to say you're married after a certain amount of time. So without giving a lot of time to this consideration, my gut instinct is to agree with that because I feel like we fall into roles when we're in partnerships and we're sharing one type of house and if the person who's let's say head of household the person that's bringing in all the money has a certain role and that's it and the person that's supporting the household is doing X, Y, and Z to support the household, but not necessarily bringing the money, and they have no protection. You yeah. know, if they're if someone's yeah, I feel a, like a we should of that. we should make it more like, hey, we've we've done this long enough. This is our free sandwich version of yeah. we, we've unlocked marriage. Yeah, basically. I, I don't think they, I don't think you're wrong about that. I have a couple other things beyond that. Do you have some other things? There? I do you have one more thing Let's that I, I thought was interesting. Airbnb is renting out the iconic Moulin Rouge for three one night stays. So they are renting out the his historic dance hall for one euro a night no yeah just one euro a night they don't want to make a ton of money off it they're only going to literally have it open for three days and you'll be able to be up to two guests so that's june 13th 20th and 27th it's just like the equivalent of basically a dollar how do i get this i was going to say i can send you the link to the air yeah for, for anybody who'd like to check this out there'll be links nope, in the not description for anybody no I need only to, for you yes, not for you I, well i need yes not for you but I need you to help me finally learn news I can use. Right, so you huh. can use that. So it says right here that Airbnb guests will get a private tour of the Moulin Rouge, a three-course dinner, and they'll also get to meet Claudine, the oh, lead Shantae, dancer. Claudine. Yeah, I mean. So they'll get to meet, not only that, you get to meet the lead dancer in her dressing room, which feels wow. very, it feels very Nicole Kidman. It does. I'm literally picturing a movie. I'm so excited, and I have to go right now. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll, we'll go. Okay, so. This for, link is forthcoming in your email. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I will keep you all posted. And I assure you, if there will be a party, it will not be for you. For the rest of the headlines for the news you can't use that I looked into, you know, we try to share a balanced perspective here, even though we both lean, you know, a little bit more. Well, you lean very, very liberal. I I lean more to the liberal than the conservative side. I I try to be centrist, but... Right. You, You approach centrism in the way that people should. Thank you. 
I agree. Yeah. I think that, yes, people, I think that the world could really learn from this great example I'm living. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, everyone. I know. No, I'm kidding. It's it's honestly, it's been a journey to get here because I was very, very staunch <laughs> and grounded in my beliefs. And uh, yes. I've heard your yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm acutely I mean, aware of some of your former beliefs. I mean, redacted. Um, <laughs> but I thought it might be fun just to look through and see what were the top headlines at some of the news sites that are examples of different corners of our discussions of democracy. Let's okay. say that. Yeah. So I looked at Fox News and then I looked at Washington Post. Washington Post is usually what I will go to to get news because I feel like they're fair and balanced, but I also feel like they that's lean, me they congratulating myself on findings, yeah. people that agree with what I say. Right. They so, lean a direction, but I do agree with you that I would say say that I find their reporting fairly neutral ultimately like there are times that it leans a little bit but I do think it's more closer to the fact usually you know I think that too but I don't know if I'm allowed to think that because am I right because I agree with them or because they agree with me or does that just have to be the case I don't know so I I picked Fox News right because that's well, I was going to say, who doesn't love a good echo chamber, though? Of course. But that was honestly, that's something that I've worked very hard to not have as an echo chamber yeah. for myself. Because I, think, I realized I did have one. It was not helpful to anybody. I think anybody. if there's a scale with Fox News on one end and sort of Huffington Post on the other would be my yeah. more extreme. Okay. I think Washington Post, while not exactly the most, like they're not 100% neutral, I'd put them I think you're right. I think, that, I think that Fox, as opposed to Huffington, is a great... If you, yeah, if you wanted to know the dichotomy, it's basically Fox versus Huffington. I think that's right. But I think that I would rather overcorrect to be a little bit tougher and go with Washington Post, which I think is neutral. Fox News, which I do not find to be neutral, but certainly spirited. And then I added in for extra credit, CNN and the Drudge Report, because I wanted to see what were the top stories. And so this was yesterday afternoon on Thursday. So the top story on Fox News at the time when I looked this up was, Alan Barkin testifies Thursday in Johnny Depp's defamation trial against Amber Heard. The top story at the same time on Washington Post was about the Oklahoma abortion ban. The top story on CNN was about blackouts possible this summer due to heat and extreme weather. And the top story on the Drudge Report was that SpaceX paid $250,000 to a flight attendant who accused Elon Musk of sexual misconduct. Wow. Like a wide array of things going on. Right. Fascinating spread. I just want to talk a few points on on all of these. So the thing with the the Fox News story that I feel like is this, which is the Johnny Depp case, um, the only thing that I have to say about this is that I'm actually surprised and ashamed to say that I've liked Johnny Depp more through this process. (laughs) Which was not my expected outcome. That is, a, that is a peculiar outcome to sort of reach through this. It is a peculiar outcome. I went into this thinking like they're both probably crazy monsters who have maybe indulged in substances too much that have probably culminated in this event that they also want to spin into getting more time and news to help mm. their careers. Yeah. I stand by all that still. The only difference is now Johnny Depp made me laugh a couple of times. And so like, <laughs> I have to say like that, it really endeared me to him. And that's, that's okay. So I, I was waiting to see where the take was going to go. Cause I was oh, like, that was I was, so that's the take. I, I, I wouldn't say that I'm endeared to either of them. I will say I would like you to shouldn't give be. a you shout are out. Correct. I would like to give a shout out to Amber Heard for casually doing bumps of cocaine on the witness stand though. That was funny. Yeah. I was that like, was oh funny. wow, this is, this is a bold move, ma'am. Yeah, this that, is a bold I mean, that, both of their like discussions about cocaine and other drugs. I think I guess it made me giggle a little bit. Yeah. So like that well, goes I, I a long appreciate way for their me. candor and just dragging this out in front of like everybody they know. I mean, this is literally a civil case, so they're doing this by choice. This does not have to happen. Right. Oh not, yeah, one hundred percent. This, this is, is just them like getting their next gigs, and I think that's actually like okay. Right. I get it. Like, I mean, if everything, I mean, we let a reality star be president, so why not just let everything be ridiculous? And I have to say, like, I'm very just. I grew up with Twenty One Jump Street, Johnny mm. Depp. 
So it's it's always disappointing to see this version of him. I know because he's like Mickey. He's approaching the Mickey he, Rourke. And, oh my god, you're right. He's yeah. very he's rorking it real he's hard. He's rorking it, and he's yeah. yeah slightly different. I grew up with Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp, who was kind yeah. of he's supposed to be disheveled. He's supposed to be really cool, and then you just realize like, oh, this guy might actually have substance abuse issues in real life. Yeah. Uh, so that started to sort of tip for me, and I was like, okay, so maybe there's a point in time in which I just have to throw out things like crop top Johnny Depp, a la like Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like, can we make Johnny Depp Jack Sparrow again? Like, <laughs> that's that's the hat. Can we make right make Johnny Depp that, Jack Sparrow? But it's a again. pirate hat, and we Ooh, wear it. Yeah, and I, maybe that's what we do for twenty twenty four. Yeah, I mean, because I think Jack. Yeah, if he could be more like Jack Sparrow, he'd be incredibly likable at this yeah. stage. Yeah, because I I think unfortunately for I don't say unfortunately like Amber Heard also like I don't think either of them are great people, but I think this Definitely is this not. has absolutely ruined her career. Whatever she was hoping to. So accomplish, I didn't know what she was up to before this. She, I mean, not a whole bunch of a lot, but she so, was in the Aquaman. She was. Supposed I mean, to be who's in, to say she won't get a Dancing with the Stars on this? Yeah, that, like, this is kind of a rehab. perfect. Like, yeah. of course, it is a launch pad for her, and I love that he's not afraid to show his bloated, unkempt self. He, you're right. You That's know? who he was. I was trying to figure who he was reminiscent of. It. He's very much either Nick Nolte's mugshot oh, or well, like Rourke in it. He's. I feel like he's Rourke in it, and you know, bring back the chocolate. Or like a Gary Busey. But, uh, yeah, like, I like know. We're bordering on abuse. Exactly. So CNN was the blackouts possible this summer due to heat and extreme weather so I thought um okay that was all I had to say that's about like, that like, that's CNN, like strangely really, that's objective that's just like yeah. this is maybe a fact yeah and also like now when I hear about blackouts all I can think about is when we had the turn of the century can we say turn of the century now that it's we're in the 2020s I, I honestly think you can. So, yeah. yeah, I agree. So at the turn of the century, I don't know if you recall because you were probably five, but there was this whole thing where, like... There was a blackout up the East Coast in the summer, right? Well, yes, but that's that's not this. This was, like, a, a market-controlled thing that the energy company oh. was doing to, like, have rolling blackouts throughout California so that they oh. could just, like, charge... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see, I, I was thinking of the eastern seaboard situation right. in, like, 2002, 2003, where it all went out because... That actually did happen. Yes, yes. That, so this but, actually yes, did not right, happen. Right, so now, whenever right. I hear like blackouts, I was like, "Okay, power companies, like, who's gonna get us next?" Like, I like, yeah, thanks I like, Biden, thanks Trump, or whoever. The idea of today. a rolling, the either rolling blackout or brownout, which I love the like very brief difference between either. Yeah, I don't love the term brownout. I love the just fact that it's rolling though, because it indicates so much deliberate thought towards mm-hmm. that. It's like it's like doing the wave through California, yeah. but like a terrible wave. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, if you're a Comcast and you're like, we're going to do a rolling wave of blackouts for your <laughs> just, service, yeah. and you're welcome, and you're we're going to charge you more in the process because Enjoy you your, capacity. Enjoy your one hour of loneliness right. in the dark and in the quiet. And so I see those as utilities. So I think They are like, utilities, yeah. They also could do, like, rolling <laughs> blackouts and charge you more for the pleasure of service, but sorry, it's a capacity issue. And so then the Drudge Report story, which I thought was funny. Sorry, funny that it was a leading story, not funny story. Right, but, not like, ha-ha, but like, ha-ha, oh, this but, is... An odd. Yeah, this so is it was like the uh, obviously the news came out that SpaceX paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars to a flight attendant who accused Elon Musk of sexual misconduct. I read the story and I guess he actually spoke with the team who was releasing the article, saying there's so much to this story, like you can't even understand and blah blah blah. And you know maybe there was, maybe there wasn't. First of all, it brought to my attention. I'm shocked that we haven't had a story sooner. Right. Second of all, for two hundred fifty thousand, when you look at this person's net worth. Oh yeah, that's that's. 
That's like me saying, oh, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. Here's a quarter. Right. <laughs> like, that's like me reaching into right. my pocket and being like, sorry I broke your nose. Yeah. And just handing you right. a small so that's money. You know, so we can, we can either draw something from that or not. But I think that the fact that somebody with this high of a profile where there's been one instance and it has been put away for such a small amount of money. Yeah. Now, if a bunch more come out, we'll see more. But... It is interesting, though, because he tweeted something the other day, and I try, I literally have him muted. Like, I have everything about him muted in my timeline because I just don't care to see his nonsense. But I guess yeah. he made some sort of strange statement, and someone had said, I wonder what he's trying to get out in front of. And this was a few days ago he had tweeted something, and I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting now that you're mentioning this. Well, actually, he's trying to get out in front of the fact that he's probably not going to be cleared by the Securities Commission to buy Twitter. And so I believe <laughs> yeah. that's actually, he. I mean, for all we know, he manufactured this story. Right. He's making it all about like, the left trying to get him, and right, he's like, like hey, oh. I paid $250,000 to some girl I used to date when I fired her because it wasn't working out. There's not actually a story there, but let's drop that so everyone's talking right, about like, that. Hey, just cancel me real quick. I, mean, I shouldn't buy this company. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know that he'll be cleared to buy it. I also feel like he's a little bit, I don't want to say unhinged, but unhinged. Um, I think that you can't have that much money and not be You just can't like, have that much like, money. How about like, let's just right, start right. with, don't I, have all the money in the world, like that's boring, like what are you going to do with it? Just laugh to yourself. Right, like, right, like I You once, can't trust any relationship you have. No, because like at this stage in your life you are worth you can only more, go down. more <laughs> Right, you're worth so much money and I once read a, a, it was sort of meant to be a meme but it said, you know, once you reach like in a video game, like when you reach a, a sum of money that's all nines, you get to win capitalism and they name a dog park after you. Like, you get no more money right. after you. I was like, I love that. I love the idea that you can, like, there should be a cap to wealth and you once you hit over that, it all has to go to charity and you get as many dog parks or libraries. I mean, or, that would be lovely. It's not like a, a free market or anything, but I like I like the concept. I like, I would like, as a people, if we all decided, like, once you hit a billion, maybe. You right, just, once like, you hit a billion, anything up and over that is just, like, what are you going to do you with it? I'm not you have to. You can do whatever you want, but I'm just saying, like, maybe it's like a, a, a gentle... That Handshake. <laughs> where, where amongst the millionaires, there's just an agreement that you know the gentle themly thing to do. I like See gent- how I'm using gentle that? themly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the gentle themly thing to do at that point is yeah. to give it away to ladies charity. and You're gentle like, thems. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I think we're going to see a little bit more here. So the Washington Post brought to us what I would consider probably the most troubling of these headlines, which was the Oklahoma legislature has approved by a margin of 73 to 16, a bill that will ban abortion at the point of fertilization. What? I know. So you're banning it before it's a thing. So I had to look up what that's, what fertilization is. Yeah. I don't even know if this is what their definition is, by the way. Yeah, I'd be curious because that's... I don't know what they would be using to enforce this, but it looks like it's about at the two-week conception, point. right? That's basically... It looks like it's about, on average, at the two-week to three-week point. Right. I don't know how that math works. This is beyond my understanding. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go hide in the corner because right. I like talking right. about these... I, uh, yeah, I need to be Gross clear that things I, I know exactly. Do. Thank you for making babies. I don't want to, but like, oh, it gets for a little bit yucky. For anyone who isn't sure of how this works, the best summary I can describe is that it takes swimmers a little bit to get to their final destination. Mm-hmm. I'll let you do with that wording what you yeah. choose to, but I, I agree. It's Yeah, most of you are not Michael Phelps. Yeah, no. I was going to say, there's some, you know, but, there's so like the, some lochties in the gene so pool. So the, the governor there is Kevin Stitt. 
S-T-I-T-T. And he had said that one of his goals was to make Oklahoma the strictest state on abortion. Done. That would well, be like would. saying I. Ba- that'd be like saying we're banning abortion at the state of ejaculation. That's it's about that, that. that is ridiculous. Yeah. No, it is, and I wasn't sure if that's what it actually was because I was like, how does this impact the morning after pill or that kind of thing? But it looks like maybe they have a couple days. And one of the one of the representatives who was questioned when they said like, is this fair to somebody who has been raped? And their response was literally like, well, is it fair to the child who was conceived? It's like, well, uh. They, they 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 weren't yeah. a child like yeah right um, we're like talking we're at a about point like in which this is yeah th- like this is at the point in which I don't even know I don't even want to call it a fetus because at that point no. in time we're so much further down this is the point at which something stops being separate goo and this becomes together like have together you ever made goo. like a sourdough bread like maybe this is in the in the composition of making a starter yes that is that is the perfect ex- if you were curious what the fertilization is that is basically. In the pro, you don't even have a finished starter right. yet because you, That's what I'm talking you can't about. do anything with this because the other swimmers haven't even realized that they can't do anything yet. Right. So if you've still got other swimmers in the race who haven't realized they've lost yet, that feels very extreme. So it does. they accomplish like if that like you said if that's what they set out to do, you won because the they only other something. more strict way you could be because obviously there's the idea you know there's all the people that say I like, wish they life would just begins at conception, but I don't know if anyone's ever banned it at conception. That'd be really funny. So I'm like, if you just rule out heterosexual sex, we will have no words. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. It's not going to change my life at all, except for maybe a little bit more attention I don't want. But like, they modeled this after the Texas abortion law, which came through this past uh, September, which outlawed abortions after six weeks. But they used the modeling because what I didn't understand, I didn't understand how this worked when there are federal protections. But this is why I didn't understand it. Texas, I don't want to say exploited. They cleverly found loopholes in laws to make this a statute that is civilian enforced, not criminally enforced. What? Yes. Which means you are liable for a minimum of $10,000 if you contribute to the payment of an abortion for someone. And this is how this is regulated. What? Yep. Yep. If you have given any, whether you're the insurance company or the person paying for it or the whole family that's raised the money or whoever pays for this, Anyone in there has a minimum fine of $10,000 plus more. That is bonkers. It's that bonkers. Is... I did not know this was a thing. No, this I didn't is... think it was enforceable. I, I had like... heard about it, but the fact that it's not criminally enforceable and it's rather on a, like a, a civil... So that's the way around it. So the U.S. Supreme Court can't come in. That was right, the whole thing. Right, because they can't... Which honestly is like... From like a puzzle perspective, I'm like, what amazing wizardry. Right, like who, I'm very intrigued. I want to know who's on that team because yeah. I feel like imagine if they did good. Exactly. Like imagine imagine how I many that was people kind of an who, incredible coup. Imagine how many people are like in prison who can't get out because of weird laws. Get this person in there finding the right. loopholes. But literally this was how This is how they chose to yeah, use so that, that local, cognitive Local ability. courts can't override this, nor can the Supreme Court override this. And because there's nothing it's a civilian issue. And there's nothing against it being like that high a fine at, at the civil level? Not, no, because at the state level now you can set it however you want to set okay. it. So it's at the state level they can control however wow. they want to control it. Which is fascinating and scary and the funny thing is... That is terrifying. So I looked up abortion stats by state because I wanted to see if Oklahoma was ex- as excited about not having abortions as their government and legislature is. And honestly, 73 to 16 is pretty representative. If you were to look down party lines, it actually is that much disparity between them. 
There's actually 101 people in their legislature, okay. but they weren't all there and present to vote. But when you actually, when you look at the breakdown like between like uh, Democrats to Republicans, 73 to 16 looks like people probably pretty much voted down party lines. Okay. But if you look at abortion users, I looked at the top 10 states for the most abortions, and yeah, a lot of them were in the Northeast. But I was curious, it's, and they are. It so. sounds about right because of them being liberal states, not because I feel like the liberal states are just like really into abortion. No, but it is, I mean, it's an interesting narrative because I didn't know for sure if that would be the case. But when I looked right, at the Right, it does top, at least confirm that. It's not just me imagining that being yeah. the statistic. Right. And then the bottom 10 did not include Oklahoma. So there's a lot of people huh. having Oklahoma abortions <laughs> that are going to have to go somewhere else. Now, first of all, Oklahoma's been having a spike in, a, in abortions since the Texas law because a lot of people have been crossing the state lines to get oh, abortions. Yeah. Yeah. So it creates this whole thing. So, you know, for me, I don't love this topic of abortion to begin with. I feel like it's something I need to learn a lot more about. It's something that's very, 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 very like high energy and touch and emotional for so many people right. where I don't share as much of that. And so I feel like I don't do this topic of justice, but we, we have to keep talking this when these things happen. But when I see this kind of thing happen, I'm like, that's a human rights issue. That is a women's rights issue, yes. and that's a human's right, that human's is, right issue. That, well, not point. only like, that, it's a very odd place to find yourself because it, with not considering things like rape and incest, mm -hmm. and like that's not, Just again, we don't care. I, I believe women should do whatever they want because a woman needs a man's opinion like she needs a rubber duck. Like she, <laughs> she doesn't. I like um, rubber ducks. Right. Well, that, that the thing But I'm thing gay, is, so but, there right, you go. But I, that's mean. The, I think that's the perfect <laughs> example is that a woman needing a, a man's opinion is like, needing a rubber duck. No one needs a rubber duck. If you want a rubber duck, great. I but, know what you're saying, but honestly, But like, I think that's, like, that's, when that's I hear great. When I see everybody saying, like, men shouldn't vote on women's laws, I'm like, I totally disagree with that. I think that's absolutely absurd. I think it's ridiculous to say that we should have, like... I don't think men should be able to put restrictionary laws on it. If, if, I don't think we should limit people by whatever... You, I don't know how you define men versus women these days. I don't want to offend anybody, but let's just say you if, identify as a man, it doesn't mean you get to vote on certain things. Correct. I think that's kind of... Um, obtuse of us to say i think that i think generally if before you vote on anything reproductive i think that you should you have to pass a basic exam understanding the human reproduction system i think that sure, should be it sure. i think that you should i think before anyone votes on abortion i need you to explain that you understand how I totally things like, hear a, you. like a fallopian tube works. no i totally hear like, you but like that's why i would never pass this like right, no, i don't know right. what a fallopian tube is i think it's what sends the mail through the I mean, honestly, I have no a, idea what a fallopian tube is. On like a on a biological I level, be that's like fairly that's fairly accurate. Oh, see, I so, already knew yeah. that I was a doctor. But um, yeah, you identify as a doctor. I do identify as an unlicensed physician. <laughs> no, I think it's 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 like it's kind of pandering when we're like you know men don't get to weigh on this. I'm like that's kind of ridiculous because to your point, yes, should our legislatures have a cursory knowledge of the things that they're voting about? Yes. yes. Does this only extend to abortion? No, no it extends no, no. everything. By all means, they don't know a thing about budget, but they right. vote on budget. Right. They don't know a thing you about should. like roads and meat. They don't know anything about like this. They don't know anything about. Have you met legislatures? They're just the board person in town, correct? Or the persnickety person who might know a lot, but they are so into their own situation that they can't communicate with anybody. Like. Either way, you're not going right. to get... So, I think before anyone votes on anything that could impact lives on a grand scale, the day before the vote... Impact all... anything on a right, grand scale. Right, any, anything. I think that you should ha you have to sit down in a, like a proctored exam room together, and if you don't get a passing grade... I love it. With a, with, with, ...with a generous curve, 
we'll give a generous. I love point. it. I say let's get rid of legislature and just have like the top ten percent who an- of, of any like community or state or area who have answered the most questions right on a topic get to vote for their area. How about that? How about we get rid of parties? We get rid of legislative co- government, and it's based. It's like a skills based. Right. Well, to have a little bit of based to have a little bit of ageism as a treat, by the way, I think that you shouldn't be able to vote on things that aren't gonna like affect you much longer. I don't know if that's. I don't know if I agree though. I, I, I'm not referring because to like because there's wisdom the, though. I, no, I'm saying like. The 99-year-old who's, like, really only here for the pudding now maybe shouldn't make any decisions. Like, <laughs> like if you've ever... Or but, like, I mean, who else will be in legislature? Right. <laughs> to your point. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, we've let this we've let this model create rules and laws. We need a new model. Well, we need a new model. Well, and honestly, I guess that was my point when I looked up the Oklahoma abortion usage rate because I was like, it might surprise you to know. We need a high school model You're higher consumers UN. of abortion than you might have thought, and people from your state are maybe not going to love this, even though they are not going to admit that because then they can't well, go to church on Sunday. Now it's just going to be, like, how far are people going to have to... Because it's... It will not stop abortion. It will just stop where they get it. And this, like, train of... Of course. Then there's yeah. an underground... The whole thing is just, like... I can't imagine that you're making the... Like, what is the point of making it more difficult for people to do something they're going to do anyways? Exactly. So I'm trying to call it anti-choice. And I just feel like even among people that identify as anti-choice, I think that the extremities are so far, far, far the minority of the people oh, yeah. that are there. It's just, you know, we're at a time where we can't have conversations. All we have are reactions, and we're making decisions based on reactions. We have people that are looking for headlines. I think what we have here is a governor who wants to get the national attention of the RNC, and that's why. But I do not think this is what is in the best interest of any no. constituent. I don't think it's what's in the best interest of any person. And I don't think it's something that is compassionate. No, or it's, it's coming from a place is, of understanding. It's anti-compassion as well. Yeah, like, it's, it's definitely anti-compassion. And it's it's, it's disappointing for me because, I, as you know, I'm, a, you, I'm an Oklahoma enthusiast. Right. You love, and I, I love Oklahoma. And I, I've loved the Oklahomans I've interacted with, and I know that they don't—they don't represent this terrible thing their state has done. I have been anything feel intense empathy towards their situation. Yeah, but it's, it's it's troubling to me to know that there's a there's a race. I don't want to say the race to the bottom. There's a race to the right, maybe to like plant your flag to be like we're the ones that are doing this. To... Which can feel like a race to the bottom. Though. It, it does. does. It does. It does feel like a race to out off each other almost like it i was does. trying to think of like a good way to word it it but does you're right. feel like it no i feel like that's a perfectly good way to describe it is his literal goal was to be the strict have the strictest abortion laws yeah, like so what would you have done if like arkansas was like cool we're picking fertilization so you're like well abortion begins at a kiss like okay well then oh boy how are we gonna do right that? right you know what i mean so like what, how far does it go like, like how is that your goal how is your goal not to do what's right by like god and country or your constituents like how, how why don't we start there Rather than saying, like, we want to be the most extremist of the extreme to well, alienate everybody involved in this conversation for that's very complex. To do this, like, to say, okay, this is where you went. We're going right. to call that's your bet and thing. up the ante On an say, issue that has to do with people's bodies, health, livelihood, emotional well-being, because now we're talking about at the point of fertilization. So you're, doing, you're going to have an assault against all these basic human rights just to make sure that you are the strongest against abortion. No thank you, Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really looking that. forward to this potentially who might try and well, challenge So them. here it is now. Is, uh, it's just waiting for the governor to sign into law. My guess is that he will respond trying to show that he's like a pretty good guy and he'll be like, I'm going to call it at the four-week point because then it can be like still a bit, a bit more like conservative than Texas's ban, but like it's him being a good guy. We'll see what happens. Ugh. This doesn't happen until he signs it into law. Governor Kevin Stitt of Oklahoma. I, I would like to call I miss the on Patriot. 
I missed the Patriot. The Patriot was Sean amazing. Robert. I missed the Patriot, Sean Roberts. Sean Roberts, the Patriot. We will vote for you. We will support you. We'll work, work, you know, our way through some damn of these it, difficult damn topics. Damn it, Oklahoma! But, you yeah. had you you had so much promise with previous topics, yeah. and now I hear you. And I'm grossed out. So last, I don't think that we can move on to the next subject without just first taking a moment. Obviously, there was the shooting in Buffalo. Yeah. And I don't want to gloss over that. It's a lot to tackle in one place. But I think that for a summary of points, I just wanted to say that, number one, I'm so sorry that we're still dealing with these issues. Number two, it disgusts me when we try to politicize them and to create further division. I, I've seen a lot of things on the left where we've come out blaming Tucker Carlson and Fox News and, and for, for all the beliefs of this domestic terrorist that caused these events to occur. When this domestic terrorist put on his own social media repeatedly his disdain for the Republican party and specifically called out reddit and 4chan oh. as the as the things that have inflamed his beliefs in white supremacy and anti-semitism and it's interesting because that is definitely they've both very much been the inciting factor behind a lot of these beliefs and it's surprising to me that more things aren't like 4chan is almost ungovernable if you didn't know because 4chan is not within the u.s 4chan moved to i believe the philippines no, uh, yeah, so i'm a little bit familiar with 4chan because it's 4chan so, was the u.s U.S.'s solution to 2chan. And also like a close cousin to 8chan. But I'm surprised that Reddit, that is a company that has a reputation in the U.S., hasn't been levied with anything. Well, with I think this is a this is, ties back to our example from last week, where if you're the platform where these right. views are just, can you be held accountable for right. the views? Like, they're the ones, it's not like Reddit is behind anti-Semitism, no, but, but they're behind the platform that allows this right. to occur. They, they Which, allowed... you might have been the banquet hall that allowed these meetings to happen in the past. Right. You know? It's right. a similar type of thing. But I believe what we need to do because I am a staunch proponent of free speech, but I think it has to be in the context of education and understanding, is that we need to start educating kids in schools about what to look out for, what are the signs, how can you tell when things are right versus wrong, how can you have your values. And it's difficult because these are gray areas because we do not want to be shaping these the right. worldviews of children, you know, whether it's their family or their faith community or whatever it is, you know, who, who should be responsible. But helping people think discriminatively. But I want to read the victims' names aloud because we are so dulled right now to loss through the result of the pandemic right. but also through but there the are real people with names that had yep. lives that were cut tragically short so here we go we have roberta drury she was 32 margus morrison 52 andre mcneil 53 aaron salter 55 geraldine talley 62 celestine cheney 65 hayward pattison 67 Catherine massey 72 pearl young 77 and Ruth Whitfield, 86. And our thoughts and prayers are with your family. We hope that we can send so much more than thoughts and prayers, by the way, of whether it's legislature, gun reform, faith, or meaningful solutions. Change. Meaningful change has to happen. In the meantime, we want to say these names, not the names of the perpetrators. Keep these people in our, our hearts as we move forward. So super fun to move on to our next segment. You're welcome. <laughs> to lob that over you. I was going to say. What do you have next, Kato? Oh, boy. I was yeah, going to say. I don't know. Something dumb? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I was How's beer pong? I was, oh, man. We're going to go with where is this headline from? Okay. Because I think it ties in nicely to Elon Musk. Watch stunning video as Tesla goes airborne and slams into a building at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> that could literally be anywhere, but if it's in a city and they're doing experimental video recording of it, I'm going to say France. So, 
this was actually Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. And the driver was a 63-year-old named Franz Jules, and they're currently in France. France, Ju- France, France Jules. Yeah. So you you had it's like you were trying to like I knew it. Yeah, you just John Edwards that, and you're like, I'm getting a France. I did. I <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah, so the reason why they're looking into it right now is because they're not sure why the vehicle didn't stop at any point because it at many times sh- should have been introduced to several things. Are you slug. telling me that self-driving cars might present trouble? I honestly... It's so hard to believe. I know, I mean, because they honestly, science has proven to be so safe thus far. I could sooner wrap my car around a tree before I could wrap yeah. my head around that thought. So thankfully, <laughs> no one was hurt. Oh, the good. driver okay. is safe. France is okay. Uh, but... The vehicle slammed into a conference room, and they're like, not only does this illustrate so many issues in self-driving cars. If I was in this conference room, I would be like, did I just will that to happen? Because <laughs> I hate meetings. <laughs> Thankfully, it was an evening. But can you oh. imagine being that person who's like, I really want this meeting to end, and a Tesla just bombs in going would, 70 miles yes, an hour? Yes, because I'd be the person who's like, I just made that happen, and I hope everyone's okay. Like, oh, no. Because I never want it that bad. Right. But so they're just like, not only did it not stop after it had potentially reached an unsafe speed, it, while being presented with a number of barriers, didn't feel the need to regulate the speed of the vehicle. And I don't know if Did it, Franz stay in the vehicle the entire time? That, it sounds like he did. Can it he sounds just, like, like, roll out? It sounds like he, yeah, it sounds like Because it was only 70. I mean, he Yeah, se- all things considered, 70, right? 70 is, it could be so much faster. Because, I, I mean, I've been in one of those. Well, especially and if it's overtaken 70 is like 30 in a Tesla. Like, that's just, it wants to go fast. So, I mean, like, maybe we need to have a special segment of the week. It's, it's like, what is Elon Musk breaking right, down? Like, right, like, <laughs> like, I understand that he named his company Tesla, but I want to point out that the part of Tesla that he's, he's, if we have a scale of, like, Tesla being, like... Nikolai would right. be like... Well, I think that Elon's already passed his my best friend is a pigeon phase, and he's gone right into, I accidentally created these Tesla coils that may or may not bring <laughs> the end of the universe. And that's why I love, I love Nikola Tesla, but also... I realized that naming your company that for a man whose best friend was a pigeon, you really didn't consider, like, you considered some of his contributions and not, like, all of his accident, like, accidental contributions towards, like, the destruction of society. Or maybe you did. I mean, I or do. maybe you did. I, I love mean, a good Tesla coil. Maybe you Ooh, did. I, if I was ever in a position where I was my own CEO for for no reason whatsoever, I would have a giant Tesla coil in my office just to say I had it. That would be my should. first I think purchase. You should pursue it. I think you should chase that dream. <laughs> So we're obviously we spent a lot of time going through some other things. We're going to save maybe our uh, topic roulette and our clickbaiter of the week for next week, and we can end on our Pete Davidson note. I do have one Pete Davidson note because it's my it's my favorite headline I've ever read, and it's. Ted Cruz is curious how Pete Davidson gets these hot women. We all are Ted Cruz. <laughs> I was like, listen. This is the third time I've agreed with him in three weeks. Like, things are starting to happen for us, Ted Cruz. Like, let's, all right, like, let's slap on a weird mask and go to Mexico. Because, like... <laughs> I, I look forward to your best friend bracelets. I'm about to, tr- to cruise with Ted. Like, seriously, totally agree. That's so funny. On the Pete Davidson front, I'm kind of annoyed that all the news is related to, it's like... It's very KK. Exactly. So I would like to say this on the Pete Davidson front. Who cares? And this week, I want to talk about Chris Redd. So Chris Redd is a great new star on SNL. He's been on for the past couple of seasons. He is a regular on the show Keenan, but then he's also on this new show, Bust Down, which is based in Gary, Indiana, about a bunch of comedians. And I'm just like... I see you, Chris Red. I see what you're doing. Maybe, like, I don't know, maybe get the next Gojo who comes on or whatever. Like, I'm just, like, 
I love my Pete, but if it's all about like yeah, we we can't. Nope. We're, this is a, a no KK. Zone. I'm auditioning other SNL talent. Is what I'm saying. Like I, I was hoping for like a Kate McKinnon news story, but she's ooh. just like a lesbian, an old lesbian with cats, and I don't and, think she's right. We don't really we don't need an old way. lesbian with cats. I mean, yeah. If she wants to rock anyone's world, we have a team member who would be very interested. So. Right. We have a... Kate we McKinnon, have a, we have email a, uh, alex at notforyou.com. <laughs> I was going to say, we we might have a TV role for you, Kate McKinnon. Oh, we definitely do. There's, yeah. Yeah, We've there's, got a couple. There's stuff all day long for uh, you, Kate McKinnon. I'm just saying, so like... hit us up, at, I'm going to pivot, Pete, unless you give me something new. Yeah, we're, be careful. We're going to set up Kate McKinnon at notforyoupod.com next. Yes. Be careful. Well, this was a lot of fun. I was going to say. Thank yeah. you all for hanging and in there. Even if it wasn't fun. Too bad. Goodbye. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.